What's going on, ladies and germs? Welcome to the Empty Arena Podcast, episode number 30. This is Nick alongside Andrew, John, and Chris via satellite. Hey, hey. This week, we will be going through the happenings on Raw and SmackDown. Actually, it was a, quite an eventful week, particularly on the SmackDown side. We'll get to that later in the show. We're also going to be doing a quick recap of a local independent wrestling show that we attended last weekend for the World of Unpredictable Wrestling. That was the promotion, if you may recall, that is where our good friend King John Broadway uh, wrestles. And we will also be going through a very special segment, uh, kind of similar to what we did last week, only this week. This is going to be our worst worst WrestleMania card as opposed to our best WrestleMania card. So this one should be pretty fun, guys. Worst, worst funny, worst mania, worst, worst mania. So I can't believe this is a uh, episode thirty, episode triple X, State of the Union. You know what happens when you turn thirty? Everything starts going downhill. <laughs> this but is our. We'll be the exception. Episode twenty-five is only five five uh, episodes ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, Raw's not up. Raw's not up to thirty seasons, is it? Not yet. So we're beating Raw. I yeah, think. we already Did you are. know? Did you know that uh, Did we you beat know? Raw last week in ratings? <laughs> Did you know the Empty Arena has yeah, less, sure less followers than any uh, social media platform combined? <laughs> well, actually, we have a, we have as many followers as the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, how oh, about yeah? that? Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Joe Rogan has a couple million. We have a couple tens. We have tens. We have literally yeah. tens. It reminds of me of that of the uh, of of the mankind McFoley. When The Rock would come out and say, uh, to the millions and millions, and Mick Foley would say, to the, the hundreds, do- the dozens, the dozens. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, too, bad a, we, too bad we can't get him on the podcast. That'd be awesome. We had uh, we had quite quite the weekend. Yes, we did. We did. Yes. Um, as, as, as Nick mentioned earlier, we went to see Marches On at Gleason's Gym. Uh, it was on Saturday night. Uh, good, awesome event, actually. A lot of fun. Yeah. It was a really uh, good time. Unfortunately, our good buddy King John Broadway lost the title in controversial fashion. Well, there fashion. were some nefarious consequences or things happening in that match. Uh, and then um, it was actually I, against I, the, uh, it was against Christian Andrews. Listen, I, I got to oh. say, he did put, you know, he, he put a lot of good work in. But uh, I, th- I think the king was screwed up, screwed out of his. Uh, he was his royally title. screwed. He was royally screwed, indeed. He was, <laughs> but he took it very well. Yeah, king maybe John this took it very well. Made may... off with the championship belt, if you may remember. As uh, as Christian Andrews made off with the king's uh, crown. Mm-hmm. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he? Disrespecting the king like that. But I'm sure they'll have a rematch in the uh, in the future. Yeah. But we wanted to uh, thank uh, WW for their hospitality. We had a, a very nice time. It was uh, good to see everyone. And a special shout out to, I, I can't remember his name offhand, but there was a guy who was wearing uh, all American flag motif. And he had he actually had the crowd chanting USA. He was pretty over. I, I thought. In my estimation. But it he did work, springboard yeah. off the ropes. I honestly that thought, was Chris. Fantastic. I thought you were talking about the guy that was heckling them. No, uh, yes, I want to do the heckling guy. That guy was that awesome. That guy was awesome. Yes, yeah, that's funny too. Uh, by the way, Chris, uh, the the wrestler you're talking about is Brando Lee. Brando was, Lee. Well, he was uh, from a technical standpoint. He did a a pretty textbook uh, springboard crossbody that was. Very well done. I have it on video. I have it on video. It the, looked like it hurt. Yeah, the, like crazy. The, the <laughs> there was a couple of nice spots. The amazing thing about that guy and anybody else in particular who um, was 
doing those high spots. The ceiling in Gleason's gym is pretty low. I mean, it's low to the point where you look at it and you go, wow, what can they do from the top rope? But they made it work. And that's yeah, really yeah. A, there was there was a superplex. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. There was a superplex that I that I could recall, and and the the guy's boots just barely grazed the fluorescent yeah. lights. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it the, was uh, very well done. Instead of the Spanish announce table, going to have the Spanish fluorescent light bulb, <laughs> I guess, because that's going to keep getting broken unless they move it. Uh, th- there was actually a, a really big dude. His name is Big Man Andre. Big Man Andre. Holy yeah. smoke, you know, the guy, that guy that he, he was like six ten and. I, yeah. I, probably 300 pounds. I, I don't know, but he did a couple. I want to know what he does for a living. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, he he did a couple of moves off the middle rope, and his head was almost touching the the lights. It was it was nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he throws people out of bars. That's yeah. an impossible job. That match do. was yeah. uh, that match was wild. That you know that survivor that survivor series gauntlet style match, uh, unique take on it. But I thought it was uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was just. It was literally unpredictable wrestling. It was the yeah, world of unpredictable lo- wrestling. And I loved how they got uh, the referees involved as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> referees were wrestling. I got, uh, They I, were doing wardrobe changes. <laughs> I got to say, like, you know, when you see, uh, you know, a lot of the guys and girls, like, working together that way, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a good sight to see. I'm sure we'll definitely see these, you know, guys and girls in uh, NXT, WWE, maybe AEW. Um, because... But these, you know, this was some serious talent that, you know, honestly, I, I didn't expect, you know, to to be so impressed by, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and we've been to, we've been to independent shows where, you know, we, we've seen some of these matches and they kind of fall flat, but I gotta say, like, right at, you know, right at the start, all these, uh, you know, there was a few triple threat matches, got a lot of guys out, you know, um, out in the ring, tons of action. Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a really really good show. Yeah, it was put together really well, and you could tell that they're a very family oriented uh, atmosphere. Everyone works together. Everyone's wearing different hats. Like you saw, aside from the referees, you saw some guys and girls doing camera work and right. you know yep. miscellaneous things here and there. So they all chip in. It's really cool to see. To yeah, be and part J- Johnny Rogers looks like looks like he's uh, captaining a very uh, uh, good ship. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, very tight ship. That's the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. And I was seeing a lot of, you look around the crowd and you see a lot of uh, of the wrestlers' family that came out to support the show and, and just to see how proud uh, the families are of, you know, what, what these, these guys and gals are doing with their time and uh, really perfecting their craft. That was really, really heartwarming to see. Absolutely. And there's even a couple of women's matches that were good, too. They had a few, yeah, women's matches. Yeah, the women's matches uh, were good. Tag team match, solid tag team match. But, uh, but uh, again, thank you for the hospitality. Um, I hope to come to see uh, another one of those shows. Absolutely. So uh, this moves on to our. Let's move on to our next portion of the show. Let's talk about some of the happenings over the over the course of raw and smackdown which I've... you know you know you think two weeks away from wrestlemania you wouldn't you just see development or continued development of these storylines but uh kudos to wwe for a little bit of a swerve uh, especially on the smackdown uh, side of things oh boy i don't know where, where where should we where should we get started and dig in do we want to talk about the the craziest thing that happened which was within the first ten minutes of SmackDown, or yeah, what the hell? We'll what start with that. The last ten minutes of SmackDown, I don't know. And, and SmackDown actually is 
was a definitely a better show than Raw this week. Oh I, my God! I yeah. have to say, although uh, John, are you sure about that? Because on Monday night we did grab some excellent paninis along with. Shout out to Panini Rustico on the corner of eighty third and seventeenth. <laughs> Good sandwiches in the, lo- in the lovely neighborhood of Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Good best, best part of Raw. <laughs> nope. Uh, but now on on, on Panini Rustico is not a paid advertiser. <laughs> On SmackDown, the opening match was Charlotte Flair against Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And and, and that wasn't announced until the ring announcer actually said it's for the Women's Championship. So they were really highlighting it. Even the commentators were like, wait, what? <laughs> I love, gotta love when that happens. It was it was wild. So, so were, the, were the Spanish announcers like, Pasa? I <laughs> you know, oh, no, you no. could actually you could actually go on the network and get old episodes of Raw and SmackDown. You could actually listen to them in alternative audio. However, so I'm curious to see if that fun happens. fun fact: if you go to uh, if, if you go to um, uh, where they do WWE Raw and Espanol on cable, mm-hmm. if you go to that and change the SAP to uh, to to Spanish, right? It actually puts on the English announcers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're watching the Spanish version of Raw on like you know, Saturday morning or whatever it is, go to SAP, switch it to switch the SAP to Spanish, and you got the the English feed, so you can get a your double dose of raw every week. Every week. The more How you about know, that? the more the more you know. So I'm wondering if it's, I'm wondering if it's going to do that with like opening day. If you go to like you know, yes and español, so that'll be C, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this match was this match was really good. This was the match that Oscar and Charlotte should have had at Mania last year, but they didn't. Um, this um, I felt like really made them both look as strong as possible. But again, it looked like this was a situation where on the SmackDown Women's Titles side, they didn't f- maybe feel like having Oscar go up against anybody else um, because. Quite frankly, I think we talked about this in the women's division as far as SmackDown goes. When you take Charlotte out, there's Asuka, and then there's everybody else underneath her right now. I mean, they, they got to yeah. take time to develop everybody it's, else. That's, I mean, yeah. Naomi's been there for a while, but still, it's it's that's the only other person I could have thought of that maybe would have had a match with her. But, it, you know, that's why I think they were probably concerned about putting the, the SmackDown women's title on Mania. Who knows? I, the only thing I'm wonder, wondering is uh, if that match is going to bury Asuka. Um, I think it honestly. I, it sucked I, having to see it honestly because I'm a big yeah. Oscar fan, but man. big Oscar fan. I mean, she is looking back at where she was last year. Last year, she was in the title picture. She won the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, but she came up short against Charlotte, and now Charlotte beat her on the opening of a of a SmackDown. You know, and we were supposed to get a fatal four-way between Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, and Naomi for the number one contendership spot at Mania and for the chance to fight Asuka. But they decided last minute to scrap that entirely and just go with Charlotte as the SmackDown champ. And I, I think the reason why they're doing that, I guess maybe the creative team, you know, at the end of WrestleMania, we know that Becky Lynch. Uh, I, I, I think it's. I feel like at this point, it's almost like a foregone conclusion that she will win this triple threat match. You know, she'll now have a title. Charlotte will have a title. Sasha and Bailey. You know, at that. You know, by the end of WrestleMania, should have the. You know, granted their match goes well, should have the women's tag title. So, what better image? 
you know, than to have, you know, than to have like the four horsewomen of the WWE, you know, in the ring, you know, as the, as, as your last scene of mania. Precisely. And, um, I think it's way too forced, man. It's, I, I thought, you know, it's like, yes, they're putting women at the forefront, but at the same time, you're, you also just cut four women off your mania card. Right. There's, you know, that there are the four women that they feel like they really want to push to the front of the line. And it's been made very clear that these are the four, these are the elite four of the women's division right now in, in their eyes, at least. And, um, unfortunately it comes to the expense of other women that you could argue are putting in the time and effort and have earned, you know, their keep as far as being able to say, let me be a prominent part of the show. We talked about Sasha Banks. We talked about Bailey. I mean, they have the tag titles now, so they at least have a mechanism by which they could, you know, get into meaningful storylines and, you know, have, you know, prestige. But with Asuka, you know, she's like probably the first one that a lot of people mention when they talk about, oh, who gets, you know, thrown by the wayside as like a sacrificial Mm -hmm. lamb in, in the course of making these four horsewomen become like the front of the show. So that's why I think some people are upset that you know Asuka dropped the belt on SmackDown. Um another thing too to keep in mind is that Ronda's taking time off supposedly after Mania. And if you have this idea that these four women, Sasha, Bailey, uh Becky and Charlotte are holding titles, what if that could eventually lead to something where Ronda comes back and brings her UFC women with her and they start that four horse women versus four horse women of the UFC Ooh, MMA I like that story. That maybe will culminate between SummerSlam, if not SummerSlam, or even Survivor Series. Maybe you could uh, that'll probably cook something up there. But that's probably going to be something that I think post Mania is going to stretch out for the rest of the year. You're going to have those four against those four. Could happen. Who knows? That's a good. That's a good good idea, Nick. Good Good three minute booking. Who knows? Good good, good (laughs) point for sure. Question. Question in terms of a couple of weeks back, there, Oscar was hurt in a match at a house show. Could this have anything to do with any lingering issues with that injury as to why she had a, or maybe they didn't trust that she could put on a good match at, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. she put on a great match on SmackDown. I, you know, exactly. I, I just she's been, yeah, she's been, yeah, the last couple of weeks, she's, she seems to be, you know, moving around, looking okay. I mean, there didn't seem, at least to my eyes, to anybody else's, there hasn't been any report of any lingering issue, but I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if there, you know, is something I, I wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't discount that. It's it's an interesting it, point. It's just so, like it's just weird to me. I don't I don't think that was the intention. I mean, you had a yeah. fatal four way number one contendership match booked for SmackDown. They were promoting that pretty heavily up until eight o'clock last night, and they changed direction. So uh-huh. some, something tells me that. And and the women, uh, based off of their social media reaction, were not happy. A lot of uh, negative tweets coming in from like. <laughs> Carmella, Asuka, really? Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose. Saying what? Well, uh, well I, for, I forgot what, you know, like, I think Naomi just wrote, like, whelp in her, you know, on, on oh, Twitter. yeah. No. You know, uh, Sonya Deville was like, I'm, I'm, known to have a, I'm known to have a very long fuse, but if you, you know, get in my way or if, if you uh, light my fuse, I, I will, you know. Come on, baby, let me go. I was just thinking that, Chris. <laughs> so... I mean, it's uh, on, baby, just unfortunate fun. that Asuka will not be at 
at WrestleMania, as as far as I can see now. Yeah. And you were just the SmackDown Women's Champion. What yeah. a what a t- what a tough break, you know. You you make this reputation for her uh, herself during down in NXT and have such a successful run. You put all the eggs in one basket, and just to have just nothing to show for it at this point because mm-hmm. you're really looking to push the three most popular uh, entities in, in in the company and uh, I, I just don't see this feud as being as hot as everybody thinks it is or as they're trying to portray it no mm-hmm. well Chris speaking of individuals that have been squandered and that have been brought up to do not much what are you getting at <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Oh, God. Gauntlet match. They were the fodder of the gauntlet match. Um, Who was the mother? The fodder, <laughs> the mother. Hello, hello mother. Hello, fodder. Here hello, I am fodder. at so, Granada. So, sorry if I'm jumping around a bit, but McMahon booked a gauntlet match for Big E, and a tag team gauntlet match for Xavier Woods and Big E Langston. Big E. Does people call him Langston anymore? Nobody uses his last name no. anymore. So they were booked in a gauntlet match. If they if they won, Kofi was going to WrestleMania for sure. Another gauntlet match. Uh, New Day got through it, but... Yeah, I was okay with this, the way that they booked this. The way that they booked it, I thought was smart, especially with the Usos just forfeiting because they respect yeah, I like the that. New Day. I was like, yeah. that yeah. is cool. That's cool. No. I, I haven't really been following SmackDown as much as I should be. I thought the Usos were heels. They're they kind of tween, are. Yeah, like they're, they're not definitely of. not faces. For sh- like they're not like Cause, face. Cause that's face. a very face move. Like that they respect. They, they have. Yeah, they have yeah. street cred. Yeah, yeah. They have. They have cred, but <laughs> the literally and not, not to get too graphic on this on this podcast, but the the match started and Gallows and Anderson came out. I went to the restroom to make a pee, came back, they were already long gone. They had been knocked out within a, roughly a minute. They were jobbed out so hard, so quick. So I'm assuming you didn't wash your hands. Did not wash my hands. It was just me, though. No, I'm but not you, shaking anybody else. You didn't touch anything, though. You just had your hands up like a doctor in front of you, so you didn't touch anything. <laughs> oh, please. I'm clean. Um, but yeah, you know, Gals and Anderson, yeah, you know, they... Um, When's the last time they, you've seen that? They let off. Yeah. yeah. And then the next tag team they faced was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Uh, and whatever they're doing, I have no idea. And they went over, New Day went over pretty clean. Uh, they, were pin, uh, they were pinned via the up, up, down, down. Oh, that's their new move now, yeah. right? That's their, oh my God. The up, up, down, down. Chris, you, you, the, the last video game you played was Goldeneye for N64, so you probably don't know, get the reference. Yeah, you had to do up, up, down, down, C, joystick to get the cheats, right? That, that was... No, con- <laughs> con- Contra. Contra was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. Yeah, sure. So that... So after Shinsuke and Rusev, I mean, they're not... Talk about, and I, I, I saw somewhere that, you know, Shinsuke now at this point, I think it was a Dirt Sheets, David, uh, uh, Wade Keller, Wade Keller um, was saying. Dave Messler? Dave, Dave Metzger. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, Meltzer. <laughs> uh, 
Wade Keller was saying at this point, it looks like Shinsuke is is kind of fine with where he is. Like not fine, but he's just kind of collecting a paycheck and going home. Like he's, what, what I saw an expression like "pin me, pay me." Ooh, I like that. Pin wow. me, pay me. Yeah, I mean, think about it. They, they also use that in the porn industry. Oh yes, they they do. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, and so, yeah, he seems to be checked out. I wouldn't imagine Rusev is, is pretty, I, I can't imagine them being, being that happy with where they are. Two guys that used to have, well, Rusev had a spot on Mania and Shinsuke, uh, Hey man, he came out of a, uh, tank one year at WrestleMania, Rusev. Yeah. And that's when he peaked and that was it. Against John Chan, John and then, uh, Cena plateaued him hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yikes, I'm going down a rabbit hole. But then after that match, we had the bar, and they they lost. Nothing really to report there. They're just there. Yeah, it was an actual match. Like they just kind of yeah fussed around a little bit, did a bunch of rollies, and I think but, that was I think it was a roll up. Uh, in, yeah, if my memory serves. Threw Biggie through the table. That's when the Usos came yeah. out, and they said we respect. It you gave guys. him a breather too. <laughs> yeah, every every match was booked with a little bit of a twist. After the Shinsuke Rusev thing, like every match had a had a little asterisk next to it, so they weren't hurting as many tag teams, but still the gauntlet match you can't be overused, and it's been used now for like th- like three times within like four weeks, and I just don't like the idea of that. Just it 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 uh, the tying it out. Yeah, it, it's exhausting, and you know you know what you're getting for an entire hour. You know, something is going to happen. You're, like, not really... You're telling a story, but it's... I don't know. I think it's just... Uh, I think they... Kind of like what they did on Monday night. Yeah. They did, they did Rousey versus Ruby Riot. They did Charlotte versus... That, that was the beat the clock challenge. Yeah, yeah. but, like, it was kind of about a half hour, right? Yeah, what is with these gauntlet style... It's like they... Uh, they have an oversaturation of wrestlers. <laughs> they just need and they need to put everybody on TV at one. Although, at one, just to quickly bef- before we jump to Raw, because I think I don't think there's really much else on SmackDown to discuss. Uh, but well, it was a false count anywhere match. I, I will Miz. say from SmackDown that there was, uh, um, yeah, the false count anywhere match with the Miz and Shane. That I, I like that. That was a pretty cool segment. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Chris, I know that you're a big Miz fan. I can't ever remember, you know, I'm, yeah, the Miz looking so strong. He beat yeah, up. I have never seen him fight like that. He destroyed <laughs> all the security guards, and then he beat up like f- he went through all three members of Sanity, and he beat <laughs> yeah. up uh, Shelton and um, Primo, Primo Cologne, who I didn't even realize was still there. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he went through five main roster guys and a bunch of security guys, and I was like, wow, they made Miz look like an ass kicker here. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this. I, I like this face style of, of the Miz. I kind of like this uh, this version of a face, not pandering to the crowd too much, just doing his own thing. So, so now it's a false count anywhere match of Mania. Mm-hmm. So, in MetLife Stadium, which is probably one of the biggest football stadiums in the NFL, hold uh, for WrestleMania 29, I believe it held 89,000 people around there. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Where in the blue hell are they gonna do false count anywhere outside the ring and then go to like the first like three rows? Like I like 
The upper deck. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they it's gonna take an hour just to get and just move their way. Yeah, down. I feel like it's gonna take an hour to get from the ring to backstage to where. Like, <laughs> you know, I I will be honest. I I think and uh, we could we can go go through this next week. Next week we'll have our full. Okay, yeah. But don't uh, have the gun here. I feel like no, no. I I I like where your head's at, but I think uh, I think Miz is gonna lose the this Shino match. match. Yep, because they false count anywhere. Yeah, that's true. And therefore, he has the upper hand and can use weapons and all that. Right. But and Triple H. Triple H Brown, which is using the brother-in-law. Okay, uh, so, so we'll talk about that next week then. Um, yes, but I did like the. Sorry to keep going back even further. I did like the image at the end of SmackDown with all the New Day members in the ring and everyone coming out, all the faces of the company, big or small face. That's what I liked. It wasn't uh, they didn't like Becky Lynch was out there, Owens was out there, Kevin Owens was right in the front of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was a fun last hour of, of SmackDown. You so you know you would cut to see uh, Kofi Kingston and a bunch of the faces coming, you know, watching backstage and cheering them on. It was it was actually pretty funny. And now when they actually won, when New Day actually won, I was waiting for McMahon's music to hit, and then it was going to be something else ridiculous, you know, to keep him down. But it was a swerve. He they showed him going into his limo and was like, "All right, let's see what a B plus player can do." Yep, uh, and I I really enjoyed the fact that they had because I felt like the new day where I mean at least Biggie and Xavier Woods were being were being overshadowed in this whole meteoric rise by Kofi Kingston and right. you know they were they were being good soldiers and they were being you know part of the gimmick, uh, but it was really nice that it was them that got him uh, this chance. Uh, right. Just so, and they put on, a, you know, an outstanding match. I, I really haven't seen them put on a match like that in quite some time. Because we, we we forget that, you know, the New Day is works as a team. They're a unit, which is, you know, cool. I wonder what Kofi's uh, yeah. vanity plates are going to be like on the side of his belt when, assuming he brings back the old WWE title, are, are, is he going to have like silver dollar pancakes on the side panels, or is it going to be like, you know, <laughs> like got to be something like that. I hope he wins. Or a unicorn. Oh my God, please be a unicorn. I hope he wins. <laughs> it, 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 it's probably going to be his, uh, uh, on his knee pads. Well, no, on his knee pads, it, it looks like a Jamaican guy. Yeah, yeah, so it's is. probably going to be that. Yeah, like his old with logo. Yeah. yeah, with the dreads. Yeah, his logo. Yeah, could um, be. Yeah. Well, anything else happened on SmackDown? Uh, or since it's a hemp punch, since it's a hemp yeah. belt, maybe he'll just smoke it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as SmackDown, oh, um, <laughs> the hemp those belt are the is. big things. I don't really think. Uh... Well, oh, the AJ Brian, uh, no AJ and no, Angle match yeah. was interrupted by. The Viper. Yeah, that's, I guess, just Orton and AJ, you know, continuing their uh, situation. I think we can jump over to Raw real quick. Let's see. Like, a lot happened, and there was not a lot. Not much happened. But <laughs> not much at all. So, I'm actually hearing rumblings that uh, due to the fact that the fans are not happy with the Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle uh, match at Mania, I think they're reworking it. So it's still a possibility that we might see Cena in this in this way, uh, or in this angle, yeah. See what I did there? No, <laughs> um, I would have wanted Cena to be Angle's opponent. I think we talked about that, and we thought that 
I don't know if you all agreed, but that would have been like a perfect full circle coming around. But yep, it absolutely would. Yeah, I have and a feeling Corbin's gonna stick though. I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? What a shame. You know, it's one part of me is like, oh, we we want you know fans want to see newer talent go over at Mania and have their spot. If Corbin sticks though, yeah, I I see him winning via disqualification, where somebody else interferes in the match, possibly Cena. To mm. attack Angle, right? Really? I, I, turn I, Cena heel, and then maybe. go back to to uh, well Hollywood. Well, maybe not. Maybe to keep Cena face, but just to have him have a match somewhere down the line at maybe SummerSlam versus Corbin. Put Corbin maybe. over. I would put Corbin over. I would I have feel, a heart feel, attack. <laughs> you know, and I was saying this Monday night, like Corbin gets a lot of shit. For you know maybe not being as engaging, but he's a good he's a quality heel. Like you know his his uh, he is a good heel, and I I kind of feel bad for him. I would have rather have seen him do something with like maybe a handicap match with like him, Jinder Mahal, and and like Elias against Strowman. Like because I know Strowman and, and and Baron Corbin have been feuding for like majority Six of years. the year. Yeah, it feels like twelve years. Um, mm-hmm. and they've been feuding for so long. I thought like Mania is a great way to get that feud completely done and over with. Um, but Lesnar, I mean, Strowman's doing his own thing. But you know, for uh, Corbin again, part of me is feels that you know a, a newer talent. You know, this is an opportunity to get a newer talent over. But it just, I feel like with Angle, it should be, it should be Cena. It should as as much as I don't like the whole like you know part timers taking up spots, Cena angle. I, I think it just it'll make more money. Yeah, and it would be a good nostalgia piece for people that remember when John Cena made his debut. Exactly. Who the hell yeah. are you? Yeah, against a, a Kurt Angle in his prime. You know, it, it would be uh, really apropos. Could you imagine just the thought of being at MetLife Stadium and seeing? Angle and Corbin starting off the match and hearing the New York crowd actually chant, we want Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think something that like that would, would happen? Crazy. Very likely. Oh, I wouldn't well, be surprised. What if... We'll start it. We'll start what, if, what if Corbin comes out, they start the match, and you hear, gong! <laughs> Taker. Taker, yeah. I was reading that they, they really have no plans for Taker at all. Like, not even to make well, an appearance. That would suck. I, I actually heard, uh, yeah, despite, yeah. Um, I, I believe Chris said this last week, Despite what we heard, um, he is not leaving WWE. Taker. No, I don't uh, think he's leaving. But... He he's actually scheduled for the next Saudi Arabia pay per view. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. All right. They're, well, they're just like throwing him out there just to be like someone's dancing pony. Yeah. Yeah. Mon- money grab. Yep. Well, All right. What what else happened on um, the? There was the last man standing match starring Tim Allen. No, uh, it was Drew McIntyre <laughs> and Dean Ambrose. Yes. Well, the nobody gets a reference. I didn't get a good chuckle yeah, out of that. Tim Allen, get it? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see Roman and Drew at Mania, which is I'm actually looking forward to. That should be a good match. Is, is that a gimmick match or is it just like a, dr- a grudge match? Anything? It's a grudge match, but I, I gotta say, like this is the the most natural face, you know, we we side we've seen of Roman, and it it, it works so well. 
he just came out and you know went to what he came out he he did it's official <laughs> him and dean are a couple um no he came you know mcintyre was you know yammering on about something and roman came out and said yo you could i'll accept a challenge but don't talk about my kids ever again and he like clocked drew mcintyre and like beat him up that's what i want to see it was so it was so natural it's what a face should do and that's it this isn't hard how to it isn't hard you know to book roman reigns poor dean ambrose getting yeah. fed to the dogs again in this uh the big dogs in this last damn <laughs> yeah the last man yeah, standing there. I think I think this was it for for Ambrose. I think his, I think this is his unofficial last match. I think he might make an appearance, but I don't think he I think he's done. Yeah. This actually um leads to um what is I think we are considering a less than memorable universal title feud build up between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Now this is uh, another week of uh Rollins and Paul Heyman having a uh, shout off <laughs> on the mic regarding thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this uh, is uh, quickly becoming overshadowed by other things. I'm not asking for thoughts and prayers. I'm here to answer them. That's my. I was like Seth Rollins impression. <laughs> Seth Rollins is God now. <laughs> he's CrossFit I'm, Jesus, but I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm afraid he's going to lose at Mania with this whole. With now Roman being back, I just think, oh no! Like, yeah, I think that's gonna happen too. And again, you think could... they're really gonna actually do Reigns against Lesnar again for the title? I, yes, I hope not. That, that can't happen. Uh, Maybe they'll let a stipulation: no suplexes. This is for the DVD box set, baby. If people still collect DVDs, <laughs> it's for the Netflix special: <laughs> Surviving Braun Strowman or Surviving Brock Lesnar. Oh, I would be so upset with that. Uh, you know, just another more stale product. But neither here nor there. Well, yes, we can only talk about what happened on Raw. But yeah, I mean, again, not, not, not still not much, not yeah. much happened with that. And uh, Triple H accepting Batista's uh, uh, request for the match to become a, a career on the line match for Triple H. Ooh. I have to say, we I think we all loved when Triple H took out the quote-unquote fax that he received or the email from Batista or the <laughs> yeah. lawyer's letter. Where give it me says, what I want. Give me what. So tell me what I want, what, what I, I really, really, really want. want. Here, I, I say what I want. <laughs> I was just like, this is great. And he also said on the microphone, he said, I'm jobbing out to this envelope right now. He couldn't get it out of his pocket. <laughs> That's how I feel with my sunglasses when I have them in my jacket pocket sometimes. Um, oh, but th- that was good. And then uh, the, th- this little feud between Strowman and uh, Mike, uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che from SNL. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. But I, I think uh, on Monday they actually had a nice little uh, fun thing. They had a little. It was a fun back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it was fun back and forth. And uh, Colin Jost put on the Yankees hat because uh, they were in Boston. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, you know, cheap heat. I was wearing the wrong hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, that was legitimately funny, and some like he's like I went to Harvard. My mother, my parents paid millions of dollars for me to get. Into <laughs> that was Harvard. a mess of line. <laughs> it's they just seem like they're phoning it in so hard. I can't tell if they're just being like their usual, like goofy sm- self. Like yeah. yeah, like they're they're typically like their gimmick on SNL is crap. It's is, awful. Is that like they're smug? 
Yeah. Like, we're smarter than you. Like, that's their gimmick. Like, every weekend update, Anchor has, like, their gimmick. Um, theirs is the whole, like, oh, we're smarter than you. Yeah. I, I'm not the yeah, best. Yeah, Michael J talks through his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah. sorry. I don't like SNL, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's. What I don't understand is why do they have like why can't they manage somebody that's in a feud with Strowman? You know why yeah, why yeah. can't they like get someone in the back and say you know what it'll it'll be a handicap match but we have a third person in mind and it turns out to be like Chevy Chase two <laughs> <laughs> wild and crazy guys no, uh, Alec Baldwin Dan Aykroyd. Strowman, you ignorant <laughs> slut. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that was good. We we will. See. How about Tom Hanks? We will. Oh, Tom Hanks, as of course David as pumpkins. Oh yes, <laughs> David as pumpkins. I was just thinking Weekend Update anchors. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Colin Quinn. Kevin Nealon. Colin, Colin Quinn. Quinn. Actually, I would pay. Polar. I think I would. I think I would. Put down my entire life savings to see Kevin Nealon take on anybody in WWE. <laughs> I'd become instantly poor to see that. Happen. How about Dennis Miller? <laughs> oh, God. oh God, the worst. Feed feed him to Kane. <laughs> he rose. Uh-uh. But uh, yeah, Kane doesn't have a match on this card. I'm no, so no. Well, no. he's too busy mayor. He's too busy mayoring. Mayoring. Yeah. Knoxville, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. We should go visit him. Yeah. Oh, might as well. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. We're there. We'll be there. Uh, we'll be there in a couple months for Danny's bachelor party. Yeah. Okay. And now we're kind of oh, going off track here. So my fault. So. <laughs> all right. So we we have uh, the classic matchup between Michael Che, Colin Jost against uh, Strowman in the. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> oh, I was just telling the guys how awkward it is when they try to say the full name of the actual match during a promo when they're supposed to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you better enter the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Hey, Chris, when you said I was just talking to the guys, were you expecting a response from the audience? <laughs> Wait, huh? Why? Yes, yes, I was <laughs> trying to get the hashtag to try. Oh to God, I just, I just hope this. I mean, now it's now we know what this battle royal has become. It's no longer and going to be an opportunity for a younger a, talent to get celebrity over. showcase yeah. now. Yeah, it's a celebrity show now. Can anybody else tell tell me who else is in this memorial battle? No, battle? I would love to see Rob Gronkowski make another appearance since he's retired now. So I would love to see Gronk in there, but <laughs> yeah. And that uh, Mojo Raleigh, I'm sure he'll have something. <laughs> yeah, Mojo yeah. Raleigh's gonna look in the mirror the whole time. Yeah, and maybe um, what's her face? What, what's the, um, the the woman wrestler that just comes and walks it on? Oh, Lacey oh. Evans? <laughs> Lacey Evans, so she can do absolutely nothing, or continue to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey, you know what? She, she, she's just she, annoying at this point. You, you know what? She hasn't wrestled the match yet, but she gets paid. She's yeah, she paid. gets paid just to walk down, walk down the, the ramp. Uh, <laughs> but she looks good doing it. Uh, and... Moving on. Speaking of the ladies, speaking of the women, we are having a four... Uh, four way match for the women's <laughs> tag title. I'm not sure how to like phrase that in a way that's not going to get me in trouble. But it's the iconic four way woman <laughs> match. The women are in a match. Iconic. They're annoying too. The iconics are getting over. I actually like them a lot now. 
Oh God. Um. Oh, I cut a... Ugh, that is that is so annoying. Uh, Naya, Naya. Yeah, they're doing it as a fatal. They're they're titling it a fatal four way tag team match. So that's PC. That's totally PC. That, that is okay. Um, so it's Boston Hug Connection, which is uh, Sasha and Bailey. Divas of Doom. I didn't know they had a team, tag team title match. Uh, tag team name. That's uh, Beth Phoenix, who was coming out of retirement, and Natty. Good. The Divas of Doom. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like yeah. the Legion of Doom. Yeah. We'll yeah. get your super friends. <laughs> the Iconics and uh, Nia Jackson Tamina, who are not creative enough to come up with their own name. Uh, that, oh my god. I, we, we should give them a name. If you have an idea for a name for this tag team, it has to include the words botch. Some, some, like, we should, it should be called like, some nasty botches. Like, instead of saying... Harry botch. <laughs> what? <laughs> You refer to their the hair on their heads, right? I'm assuming. Correct. Yes, totally. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yes, because I feel like every time they're in the ring with somebody, some. Oh my. God. I'm not editing this because this is great. This is this is great, great, great podcast. Oh man, guys, this is explicit. I'm not editing this. I'm gonna say it one more time. I will continue to maintain my silence. God. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Anyway. So, the Divas of Doom versus the... Uh... Divas of Doom. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking this up. The Divas of Doom, uh, they're, they've actually been titled that since 2011. Really? Yeah. Um, apparently after they split out of the Heart Dynasty, uh, that's when Natty uh, started uh, feuding with Cool for the Divas title. Hmm. Interesting, and she t- and she uh, partnered mm. with Beth Phoenix. I feel like Beth Phoenix just updated the Wikipedia page. As, soon as, as soon as they made that promo, she's like, she, oh, she I have to make sure that everyone knows that this has been a thing <laughs> since 2011. She might have. Um, that was uh, that was an interesting setup. They they're just kind of. We'll see where this ends up. I it's I think it's going to be Bailey and Boston hug situation. Maintaining. Maintaining. Uh, but outs- yeah. all right. So anything outside of Raw, outside of the meaningless beat the clock challenge? I mean, I thought this was SmackDown from two thousand five when I saw the beat the clock challenge. I'm like, I haven't seen one of these in like ten years. Yeah, and Charlotte was the one that lost. What was the point of it though? Just to showcase these three women, I guess, in some other form, and, and then that to- Ronda Rousey. The world no. may never know. Ronda so they the... can destroy the the riot squad. Well, yeah, yeah I guess one. so. But R- Rousey said it at like a like a minute thirty or something like that, and Becky yeah, beat it at minute, minute twenty five. Yeah, yeah. And Danny, I think, is proud. Danny is, uh, I think, he was watching because Becky won in a turtleneck. So <laughs> if you guys want want to know anything about Danny, it's that he loves turtlenecks. And full skin anywhere matches. So I hope and to God, ones. I hope yeah. to God, the Miz wears his turtleneck outfit. And during the full scout anywhere match, if he wears that and they end up fighting Lich, in a Lich gap, Stone Cold as referee. Oh my god! What's and that? that they go backstage. It yeah, in like a in a gap uh, pop up shop in the <laughs> back of MetLife Stadium. And then I think it's. I think Danny will convulse, I, I, I and think... he will no longer be with us as of uh, April seventh. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> well, is this uh, we're moving on to our next piece. Yeah, we'll move on to our next piece. If we forgot anything about this week. Please let us know, and we will promptly ignore your message. <laughs> That's so, right. Let's let's discuss 
this uh, it's our our next segment. So last week, if you guys were listening, we had all uh, fourteen of you. All fourteen. We had our dream mania card. It featured you know some some great matches such as uh, John Cena against the Big Show and. Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. I'm trying. Oh, this is a hazy week. We had Stone Cold Steve Austin against um, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. That was one of our uh, picks for the main events. But last week we had the dream match. We had. I don't remember. Last week we had a uh, our, our dream mania card. This week we have our nightmare mania card. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Since it went over so well, literally uh, dozens of people listened. Yeah, dozens and dozens. <laughs> So, uh, so this episode of uh, this episode is it an episode of WrestleMania? The, well, the series, the season of WrestleMania. Uh, the series is this 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 installment of WrestleMania takes place. I'd say uh, let's go to Toronto. Yeah, nobody likes Toronto. Let's, uh, um, Toronto, Toronto or Atlantic City. Toronto Atlantic is City. Toronto. Oh. <laughs> in defense of Toronto, I will say Toronto is usually a very hot crowd and very uh, vocal. So sexy. How, wait, Atlantic um, City today. Yeah, Lang City today. I'll be against it. That's a good choice. How about Chicago today? Um, so on commentary, we're gonna have uh, the three best commentators of all time: Mike Adamley, Renee Young, and Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> this is uh, we, we need a uh, need a tagline for this WrestleMania. You know how like WrestleMania twenty was everything begins again, and WrestleMania thirty was instead of the showcase of the immortals, the showcase of the perishables. Oh, all <laughs> right, just I like die it. really quick. Re- WrestleMania, go home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh should we announce our our massive card for this uh underwhelming mania? Sure. Let's go for Let's it. Let's do it. Okay, so for our opening match, there's no pre-show because who gives a why? Yeah, exactly. For it's opening a card match... full of pre-shows, folks. <laughs> yeah. For for our opening Who's match. Our and by the way, don't we don't we have a host and we have Machine Gun Kelly as well? Yeah, sure, we'll, let's put him in yeah, there. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly be our host. So, uh, so just a heads up, um, we don't have many title matches in this uh, because most of the title matches from Mania are pretty good. They're pretty solid. Um, including the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title and when, all that stuff. When defended. So. When defended, correct. Yeah. So most of these are going to be singles or, or tag matches. Um, so opening the, uh, the card from WrestleMania 27, Jerry the King Waller versus Michael Cole. And in Jerry from King, the coal mine. Yes, and in uh, Jerry Lawler's corner is Jack Swagger. Oh, this was such a bad match. Awful match. Awful. Michael Cole played the heel, and he and, and yeah. he and he assumed the position of playing the heel. Oh, and Jerry, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jerry for, Lawler went over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for for months before WrestleMania, you know, you had Michael Cole playing this heel on air, and it just was terrible. Like at one point, he was in his own glass case called the coal mine. Yes, because he was worried about people trying to beat him up before WrestleMania. Oh, it was God! It was so bad. And he had to wear a a, a leotard, a leotard, and a those singlet. ear things. Yep, it was. Uh... It was like collegiate wrestling. And anytime he tries to play a heel, it makes me feel uncomfortable. So I was uncomfortable for months watching wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fact that he had a tattoo. Remember he had a tattoo of like a heart or like some... Yeah, it was some weird... It was under the thigh, I think. Thing. Oh, mm. God, he looked terrible. Yep. Oh. Uh, oh, but thank God. I, thank God memories. that Jerry the King Lawler yeah. went over. And I believe he, he was body slammed through or like speared through the coal mine. Does that make sense? He was thrown through it, yeah. 
thrown through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we finally, that was the end of that. Uh, the, right. the following match is scheduled for one fall. <laughs> it is a match for, here we go. Uh, it's going to be uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. McMahon. Oh, that yeah. was, uh, I believe that, that was, was WrestleMania 26. As, as, a, as a lifelong Bret Hart fan, this was very sad to watch. Just it was. This was a match that should have happened five, six years earlier, maybe. But, it should have happened in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> yep. Really, just it was. It was awful. Just. And there was really uh, no. If I remember correctly, there was really no build up to it either. Like, like. Well, he he had returned. I believe Bret Hart had returned. Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, like we, big publicized thing. We went the week before he returned. Right, or, and we, then, or we were at the one he returned at. Yeah, no, well, ha- no, well, ha- we yeah, he returned. I, I think somewhere in Ro- Rhode Island or something. But the the best thing was uh, when um, they had this surveillance footage where Bret Hart got supposedly hit by a car and he hurt his leg, and and then they do the uh, the contract <laughs> signing where Austin turns around at the ramp and goes, "Oh, by the way, Vince, uh, there was one other thing." And Vince turns around the chair and Bret Hart has the cast on the table looking at Vince. He goes, "You know, I wanted you to think that I was hurt." Thanks to John Cena, he knows someone in the stunt business that I was able to fake the injury and make you think that I was hurt. Oh <laughs> and there was like this God. this whole thing. It was just I so do good. remember that promo. Oh and God. Vince, I'm not looking for a wrestling match. I'm looking for a fight. And they had a fight that looked really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it was a basically whole... Bret Hart getting, you know, just pummeling Vince McMahon with a chair because legally, Bret Hart could not take any bumps. He was like under. Uh, some insurance yeah. policy, like and, then, of, like and, then the, and then the sharpshooter oh, that took him god. three minutes to uh, apply. It was like, oh my god, oh man, I he really had that thing cinched in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and before the match started, McMahon actually said he wanted to give Bret Hart a quote, WrestleMania size screwing. <laughs> and, oh, this is so bad. I yeah. remember that. Good thing, good thing John Cena knows someone in the stunt business. Like, <laughs> stunt business. Stunt business. The stent, no, the stent business. Stent business. Oh, also heads up, guys, for yeah. those listening. Um, we have 10 matches on this card. I'd say probably 8 of 10 of them are within the last 15 years. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So they've been pretty bad, WrestleMania's. Yeah. Um, yeah. So following that match, we have the ever-forgetful WrestleMania 25 Diva Battle Royal oh. starring... Oh god, it lists all the Wait, names. Should, should I do this in the voice of uh, Screen Junkies? Starring. Starring. Santina Morella. I'm not going to do the whole thing. Uh, no. Santina, Santina Morella, Beth Phoenix, Alicia Fox, Brie Bella, Eve Torres, Gail Kim, Jackie Gata, Jillian Hall, jo- Joy Giovanni, Katie Birchall, Kelly Kelly, Leila, Maria Maurice, Melina, Michelle McCool, Mickey James, Molly Holly, Natalia, Nikki Bella, Rosa Mendes, Sunny Tiffany, Tori Wilson, and Victoria. That, 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 John, yeah. does, John does pharma commercials. <laughs> <laughs> This was this WrestleMania Battle Royal can cause death, all, all bleeding, is, ulcers. This was <laughs> anal retentiveness. One hundred and twenty-five percent before uh, Me Too movement, for sure, because you had Kid Rock creepily like dancing while all the ladies like just ran out around him, and it was even. I remember, I remember sitting in the in the. I, this was we were at Chris's house, sitting on the floor. I remember watching this thing, and I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Why are all these women just running out with zero introduction? And then, of course, Santina Morella. Who was Santino in drag in disguise. If you guys remember this. 
won the match and and he uh, actually he she he she he she he she he, he actually put over Beth Phoenix who he was dating at the time I believe. Yes. Damn. Well, they were they were they were together as a tag mat as a tag uh, team. Yes, maybe? they were they were they were like, you know, I think they were going steady. I think uh, he was going, going with her. Steady. You're he, going. Yeah. You're going with her. <laughs> um, but he he won this one, and it was so awkward. Yeah, he he became Mrs. WrestleMania. I think that was the only time that they've ever done that. Oh God! I uh, thank God. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't mind this if it was done in a better fashion, but yeah, um, that was horrible. Yeah. So the the next match, uh, we actually attended at WrestleMania twenty nine. It was Fandango versus Chris Jericho, aye, aye, aye. and the reason being, this is on our worst matches, is because it sucked one and two. Um, I think Jericho just did this to put Fandango over. Moolah. And that, that was the only reason for the match. Yeah. And this is I, I feel yeah. like there were plans for Fandango at the time but I guess just never panned out because I can't understand how they could have Chris Jericho job to Fandango. Yeah, definitely. We all thought the same thing too. We all thought, well, <clears throat> a guy of Jericho's caliber for him to put somebody over like that, it had to at the time, at least to our eyes and our ears, think that maybe it was leading to something yeah. bigger, but it just it never came through. Although the only good thing that came out of the match was uh, Fandango's music was over. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> His music was over, probably more so than the actual wrestler. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Star. Um, and the, the match itself ended in some really awkward, like, roll-up pin... It was really just the, it was the, it was the epitome of like a waste of time, especially with the booking after, because it was, and then I'm uh, like a few years later, I remember Jericho just like completely jobbed out Fandango, uh, on his like you know I think he had like a title run or something, and he just kind of and he even refers to this on his podcast as something that probably shouldn't have happened, like that was just a bad call to be made. All right. But Fandango has been on Jericho's show a few times, so I I, I don't think there's any animosity between no. them. Really? I wonder yeah. how they how they uh Jericho's gone on record saying match. it was just dumb. Like it was just stupid to do that. And I I mean, think about being a rookie, putting you know, having a veteran go over on you. Just put yourself in those shoes, like it's that's looking back, it's a dumb decision. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It was a yeah. terrible. We were there for that match. It was. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. We, we were back, at WrestleMania. We were probably like, oh my god! I, 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 think, I don't think we were miserable. I think we were super excited to be there because we've never we've never gone to WrestleMania before, and we didn't expect yeah, so much. We were caliber. marking the hell out. Yeah, and we were like, oh my god, this match is great, and it probably really sucked. Yeah, if you went and you looked at it on TV, I guess it. Looking back, maybe it just wouldn't be. Uh, as, as wonderful as we thought it might have been at the time. But, yeah, again, look, you know, there's, you know, if there was a long-term plan in place for a particular character that um, necessitates them going over someone who's established, then, yeah, I get it. You know, everyone gets it as part of the game. But there was nothing going on here, and it just, and just ended up being a complete waste. Yeah. Uh, another match was... Uh... Following that match is the Boogeyman versus Booker T and Charmel in a handicap match at WrestleMania 22. Wah, wah, I remember the kiss. Wah. Yep, kiss with worms, and that put out Charmel for some reason. 
<laughs> and did Boogeyman go over on that? Yes, he did. He did, right? Oh, God, the Boogeyman. Vince, for some reason, really, really liked the Boogeyman. He they brings him back every so often. It's amazing. Every once in a while. I, I think it's the gimmick. Him. It's a gimmick that no one's ever had before. It's creepy. Yeah, definitely creepy. And I know, didn't Bray Wyatt fight uh, Boogeyman at one point? Did he? I thought he did. I, I think so. Like some supernatural. That would have worked. Bullshit, like gimmicky match. But that was. Uh, I can't believe that was actually a mania match too. Yeah. It was a WrestleMania match. The, I feel like that would be more on Monday Night Raw or something. You know. That's that. Uh, yeah. That that's pre-show, baby. Yeah. Pre-show yeah. Ma- money. Um, what do we? What else we got on this? Uh, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. And as much as we hate putting Undertaker on these things. This was a shit match. Oh, this was... Uh, we all greeted across the board, including Danny, who's very quiet tonight, by the way. <laughs> oh, God, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Giant Gonzalez just... At the time, he was just a sideshow freak attraction. I don't really think there was anything that they could have really done with him aside from just putting him out there and just having him walk around. And um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really crazy to look back and, and you know, Undertaker being... One of the, you know, original, I mean, when we were growing up watching wrestling, Undertaker, you know, was near seven feet tall, big guy, you know, amongst other wrestlers, he was considered like one of the big guys. And when you look back and you watch him versus Giant Gonzalez and you and, and how Giant Gonzalez literally like makes Taker look like a midget, it's crazy just to think of how huge this Giant Gonzalez guy was. Giant Gonzalez was built at eight feet tall and wow. built at... 460 pounds. You can't teach that. Yikes. No, it's just like insane genetics. I don't know, you can't even explain it. But Taker did what he could, and I guess they worked it as best as they could, and it just ended up being a, I think it was a disqualification finish, if I remember. Uh, from what I remember. <laughs> I think Giant Gonzalo used like a thing of chloroform or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he was billed at that height, but his true height was actually seven foot seven. Still, yeah. monstrous. Um, but he was only with WWF at the time for a year. Yeah, um, he wasn't around very long. And he was managed by Harvey Whippleman, which is a weird t- pairing for, for, for a manager. Yeah. Back then, you know? managers would just manage anybody. Like, yeah. You'd have a gimmicky manager with somebody who had... Exactly. And, and he, wore a, he wore a full body suit, air, uh, air, air, airbrush to make it look like he was hairy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Did he have <laughs> did he have some sort of defect where he couldn't grow hair? Like, I, I don't know. Very, may, maybe. Maybe just all went to his head. Over the point of having a hairy chest, like, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but that was at WrestleMania 9, and, um, you know, it, it was a shit match, essentially. Yeah. Shit match. But it was like, the, the, was, that, was that the first match of the streak? No. no. His first match, uh, Taker's first match was, uh, for the streak, was WrestleMania 7 against uh, Jimmy Snuka. That was the first opponent that he beat. The more you that know. That was 1992, I believe. 91, 91 might be 92. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, can't think of the math right now. Yep. But yeah. well, so the uh, the next match is a uh, one fall for the WWE Tag Team Champions, making their way to the ring, Cesaro and Sheamus, oh, versus Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Nicholas, yeah, Nick. Nick, hey, that so, kid over there. So, so the whole point of this was that Braun Strowman picked the kid out of the crowd. It was like, I want him. And it, it turns out it was actually uh, ref John Cone, his, his son. son. Yeah. Yeah. Why? 
So they, so WWE. <laughs> I think what happened is one of the writers was watching Jingle All the Way. At the <laughs> Which very one? End, at the very end of the film. The the first one or the second one? Oh God! Of course, the first one. <laughs> and Bubba Bibi Buggy Bumpers. It, it was it was very uh, very reminiscent of the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger picks his son out of the crowd and has him like jump on his like jetpack and fly around the city. <laughs> so this was. No, was, and as crazy as this was, this was only last year. This was just last year. So WrestleMania thirty four. WrestleMania thirty four. It was just what you know. It, it was, was a it was a crap match. It was, uh, it was burying. It was a burial of titles. It made the tag. It made the tag belts look so weak. Yeah, but but they actually defeated Cesaro and Sheamus, who were holding the title at the time. So it was essentially a handicap match. Yeah. So. If if I remember correctly, after um, after WrestleMania at Raw, didn't they just give up the title? Right immediately. Yeah, I think that I think yeah, the Monday because, night afterwards they just gave the title because you know he, he you know he was in school, so yeah. he had to. He has homework. <laughs> exactly. That was, the, that, that was the line that I was waiting for. <laughs> He's got homework. <laughs> but uh, you know that deserves to be on this list. Seven thousand percent deserves to be. On yes. This. Um. WrestleMania 18 is the next match. Stone Cold versus Scott Hall. Um, and Scott Hall was accompanied to the ring by Kevin Nash. It was... It, I, I remember being, whatever it was, in eighth grade and hearing about this match. I'm sorry, WrestleMania like no, X8. There was like no fanfare for it. It was just... It just happened. There was these two guys that were just shells of what they were. Yeah, and this took place in Toronto. Oh, perfect. What's that? I don't know. Do you guys remember this match uh, very well? I, re- I remember it taking place. I just don't really remember it being anything good. It just was, I think, a, a byproduct of, of a couple of things. You had Scott Hall at the time who um, was... Uh, well, a, they were in, in the NWO, right? Yeah. yeah. Scott Hall was, you know, at that time, you know, in, in a bad place, you know, with his addictions. And um, I, I, I also think that, uh, to an extent, uh, Austin was, by that point, maybe speculating you know got to a point where maybe he started to not feel the same way about things in general with WWE as he as he did before I think because uh you know one year later is when he had his last match so between then and 19 is you know you had everything going on with Brock Lesnar and all that stuff about him supposedly not wanting to put Lesnar over on TV so two guys that really just you had to wonder if they were putting their all 100% heart into what was put in front of them, and, and that's what you got. You got a, a listless, you know, half-assed match that probably could have been better under different circumstances because we both know got, uh, those two guys are great, you know, one, two of, of among the all-time greats. Yeah, it was... Um, but it just it wasn't working. It, at the time, just didn't pan out. And there was a few more matches that didn't pan out either afterwards. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg at WrestleMania 20. Oh, that was just a big fuck you to the crowd. Yeah, I think that was... um, Watching that match, we were all 15, 16 years old at the time, and I think that was one of the first times that I remember really acknowledging as a wrestling fan sitting there and going, what the hell is going on? Like, this is so bad. They were literally just standing there for like 10 minutes. And the crowd at the time, they both knew that both of them were leaving. And, you know, yep. they were more on Lesnar's tail as far as, you know, you sold out, nah, 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 hey, goodbye, and all this stuff. Yeah. They knew he was leaving. 
Goldberg, I don't think there was as much heat towards him, but yeah, but just and Steve Austin was a uh, guest ref too. That's what saved it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, again like Nick, like you, you mentioned, it was the first time that I really felt the heat of the crowd taking over a match. Yeah, you I, you felt the hijack effect taking like, yeah. take over. Whoa, 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 whoa. There, there was also other chants that I'm reading. Uh, it was we want Brett. Boring. Goldberg sucks. Hogan. This match sucks. We want Brett. Yep. I don't remember Brett. that. Interesting. Nonetheless, and it was that just one, uh, garbage. Goldberg went over in that match. Yeah. Yep. And the uh, the piece de resistance <laughs> for our WrestleMania nightmare card. Yes. From WrestleMania 33 for the WWE Championship, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Yep. Oh my goodness! I am if you remember, percent on board with this. Yes, one. if you remember correctly, this was a ship match that used high definition projectors over the <laughs> over the ring to quote unquote creep out Randy Orton for like to depict uh, random, random random shit like other, I think it was other rotten way. fruits. Well, the other way around. I think it was was the other Beans. way around. I think Orton was using the projector to freak out Bray Wyatt. Oh no, it was a back and forth. It was like they were each using. Oh God, I can't believe I even remember this. But they, I think they were each using different techniques to freak the other person out. And it was, I mean, this is a match that should have been for no title. Axed <laughs> or <just> canceled. Axed, <laughs> canceled, kaput, done. Uh, or you could just say that match to this this year's WrestleMania card. That would yeah. be like twenty five card, uh, twenty five matches. Orton, Orton went over in this situation, and he uh, he became the WWE champion again. Yeah, I can't believe they and and Bray was hot at that time. He was uh, he he was pretty over. He, he was, had just won. He had won the yeah. title. He was yeah. starting to defend it, and they just kind of cut it short for no apparent reason whatsoever. Orton didn't really need the title. However, title, it was, but... however, it was his first WrestleMania uh, title win, despite having oh. won it eight times before that. That's wild, yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. No, that was and, – and, you know, it's it, – looking back at it, you know, the match in and of itself, like the – maybe the technicality of it was, was fine. Like, there were, like, no major botches or anything along those lines. It was just – a really poor story told. Yeah, it was a it was a really poor story that was being told in the ring. Yeah, that's what it was. I, I thought the build up was pretty cool. How you had uh, Orton burning down uh, Bray's uh, shack. Right. Yeah. He, he like you know killed Sister Abigail and all all that. St- like that's I was really looking forward to seeing that you know to seeing that play out and then it just became this slideshow yeah it became yeah. a, a broken... this powerpoint it, presentation i was gonna say that same thing yeah <laughs> really oh no swipe <laughs> um, i i, I want to put in a uh 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 i can't think of the word oh my god i want i want to put in a uh honorable mention. yes yeah. <laughs> i want to put an honorable mention in this um roman reigns defeated the undertaker also at wrestlemania 33 and what was thought to be his final match so all those people that were sitting in uh, the stadium at that point were like, "Wow, we just witnessed history." Nope, nope, you did not witness. You history. did not. 
the, 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 the faithful people of Saudi Arabia witness history because that may yeah, have been crown yeah. Undertaker's last match ever, you know, seemingly right now. So. But yeah, I didn't like that match either with, with Reigns. I thought it was a really sloppy match. Look, it's for what it is, Undertaker, you know, near 50 years old, you, you can't expect everything to be crisp anymore. So it's a, a not a knock on Taker. Just, you know, there were better Taker matches, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, since this is our 30th episode, uh, we're not going to be uh, old, per se. We're still young. We're, yeah. Yeah. We have a couple, another thousand episodes to go. Mm-hmm. Thousands, thousands, and thousands Jeez. of episodes. Um, but this is going to conclude our thirtieth episode, gentlemen. Uh, if you guys have, if you listeners out there have any suggestions or uh, comments regarding our WrestleMania card or any questions for us uh, regarding uh, Raw, SmackDown, any uh, any ideas for uh, you know new segments or whatever, reach out to us on Twitter, uh, Gmail, Instagram, Dank Memes. Thank you. I just uh, post uh, Dunk Dunk memes. Memes. I can't speak. Dunk I just. Uh, I just plugged that for you, Andrew. Um, so, check us out. And check us out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that Peace is, out, everybody. That is going to end it. Bye, later. This has been an Awesome Studios production.